Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Nick Long. Good morning, everyone. That wasn't planned, but Psalm 23 seems really appropriate to uh, the the topic for today, which is persecution in the church. Um, but let's let's start with the the reading which James has got up on the screen. Um, so this is 1 Peter 3, verses 17 and 18. So it says, "It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died once for all." the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So just a short, a short passage, but it's, it's kind of surrounded by quite a lot of dense stuff, which we'll, we'll look at a little bit, but probably not fully um, today. So I just thought it would be useful to recap. So Peter's a short letter and um, we've, we've gone through most of it now. And um, the context, I think the context is useful here. So, so, kind of starts off with this this idea of a chosen people in Peter, that we are a royal priesthood. We've been called out of darkness into this this wonderful light, and we are people belonging to God. Um, But this also makes us aliens and strangers in the world. This is kind of Peter's words for it. Um, And there's this comparison to Jesus that um, Jesus is rejected by by people, um, but he is also chosen by God and precious to God. Um, So that's the first bit, this kind of idea, this duality of we're chosen people, but that makes us strangers in the world. And then um, in chapter two, we see this idea that that there is a hope here, um, that by living, by being strangers almost, by living good lives, these transformed lives, um, people will see our good works and they will praise God. Um, so this is this is one way people can react is that they bring glory to God by what we do, but by what God is doing in us. And I've seen that, um, and I, I know all of us have seen that. And I, for one of the examples I've seen it recently is the Breakfast Club, where um, people are so grateful for the food and community and the care they receive. Um, quite a few people have come along to Sunday services um, from it. Uh, it's a really great example of um, of that light shining out and people. Um, praising God because of it. Um, so that's that's the kind of hope. But then there's also another part of the story, which is persecution, um, that some people react in another way. Sometimes society or the powers and authorities uh, react uh, differently. Um, and this, this passage is particularly an encouragement to a people facing persecution um, by the authorities of their day. And that's the kind of theme of the whole letter that, the, you know, the church is... Um, is under attack. Um, so it's, it's a bit dense, the, the path, not the two verses we looked at, but the one surrounding, but there's three quick points within it. Um, so the first, the first point that Peter says to this, this group under persecution is, remember what Jesus has done. So verse 18, um, let me just find it. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. So we remember that Jesus has has um, died for us to bring us to God. He's reconciled us to God. Um, that's kind of the foundation. Um, and then 
sort of at the end of the um, the little the passage, verse 22, which we didn't read out, um, there's a reminder that this death um, and resurrection is, is powerful. So verse 22 says, um, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and powers in submission to him. So this is the reality, even though the church is being persecuted at the time and the church is often persecuted in the world today, that Jesus has won the victory. And there's this, this you know, he's, he's completely overthrown um, all darkness and dominion and the evil powers. Um, and that's, that's, that's the context we live in. Um, and then the third part um, is uh, that our response is to continue to do good, even in the face of persecution. Uh, so this verse 17, where it says it's better um, if it's God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Um, and, and somehow in this, this perseverance and doing good, even in difficult circumstances, um, we find that we are refined. Um, so, so a bit like Jesus in verse 18, where it says he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Somehow uh, we see this in history and we, we find it in our own lives when we're under um, challenge or persecution for being um, followers of Jesus. We, we receive more of the spirit. We become more alive. Um, we get to know Jesus more. Um, you know, it's almost like when people say, ah, oh, you're a Jesus follower and, and, and curse us, we celebrate it even more. And that, that, um, that brings us closer to Jesus. We embrace his name. Um, and whenever um, Jesus' name is, then his presence is found. It reminds me of uh, Matthew 18, 20, which I always thought of as a sort of wonderful, uh, if incomplete description of the church, where, where Jesus says, if two or three uh, gather in my name, there I am with them. So this is a picture of the persecuted church where people gather together in Jesus' name. That is, the hearts are for him and looking for him. Jesus says, there I am. Whatever the circumstances, whatever else is going on, uh, I will be found. His, his glory, his power, his, his joy and his love. And we see that in the story of the church over history, that where there's persecution and challenge, um, there's actually, um, in a strange way, flourishing. Um, and Jesus blesses his church and grows his church. Um, but it doesn't mean that suffering and persecution are not terrible things. And um, there is a lot of terrible stuff going on in the world against Christians. Um, so we're going to pray um, for the persecuted church in a sec. Um, I just wanted to sort of, also try and think for us, we, you know, we, we're not um, persecuted in that way, really, in the UK. Um, I think sometimes people can be persecuted for their faith, but for the most part, we, we're not suffering that kind of terrible persecution. Um, but I think sometimes we, we can be afraid of rejection or looking foolish, um, and there can be a bit of timidity or um, turning down the dial and not letting our uh, our faith um, sort of shine out, our light shine out as much. I know that that's true for me sometimes. Um, so I think maybe an encouragement for us is just to, to always be bold in faith. You know, we have such freedom uh, to share our faith and to to um, sort of shamelessly follow Jesus. And I think we've got to embrace that and, and remember the freedom we have. Um, yeah, so um, I just thought before we pray, I'll, I'll end with Hebrews 12, which I think uh, sort of relates um, to, to this whole topic, um, which says this, it says, 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race set out for us. So this, this endurance, a sense of keep doing good, whatever the circumstance. And then it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him. And there could be many things about what this joy is, but one of the things is that we are the joy set before him. Um, you know, he died for us. We, we are the joy that his church, his bride. So if he, if he endured suffering for us, surely we can endure suffering for him. Um, so for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning at shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, which is his victory. Um, so, and then it says, consider him so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. We started by reading Psalm 23, 1 to 4, after a short time of receiving from God, receiving his comfort and his refreshing of our souls, particularly at this time where many are feeling worry and anxiety. We brought those feelings before the Lord and we remember that the Lord is our shepherd. We lack nothing and he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us besides quiet waters. He refreshes our soul. After Nick's talk, we then prayed um, into the three main points that he made, that Christ has triumphed whatever the circumstances We prayed for perseverance and doing good, especially when we faced um, persecution for our faith. And we prayed for Christians around the world who are suffering persecution. And we lift them up before the Lord in prayer.